Blog Talk Radio. There is a watchman on the wall, bringing forth the written word of God to one and all. Are you getting ready? Will you stand or will you fall? Listen to the watchman on the wall. Listen to the watchman on the Rise and shine, for your light has come, and the glory of the Lord has risen upon you. A new day has dawned. All over the earth, men and women are arising. It's time for the sons of God to awake. It is a day of justice, recompense, Restoration, revival, and resurrection power. gentlemen, this is Vincent Xavier, pastor of New Wine Ministries. Great to be with you today. I'm going to be running a little bit hot on the mic. I want to make sure everybody out there is able to hear us. We'd love some good thumbs up if you're able to hear us on Blog Talk Radio pretty well. For those of you that will be joining us on Facebook, uh, our days are numbered. (laughs) We have two new platforms right now, and I want to make sure that I give these to you. I've got a lot to talk with you about today. And so I'm looking forward to our broadcast, and God bless you on this Tuesday here in Northwest Arkansas, as uh, well as a large part of the country here in the uh, Southwest and and, and, in the middle of the country. Uh, A big cold storm is supposed to be coming. We have completely prayed it away, asking Father God to bring a big hot breath to melt it, but it's supposed to be very, very cold, icy, snowy the next few days. Uh, We just heard reports about uh, truckers all over the country uh, getting geared up for power outages. I guess pretty nasty storm is projected, and we can pray. And uh, because Patricia Joy hates cold weather, we always pray against cold weather. Nonetheless, all right, we're going to see what the days will bring. And again, good morning to everybody. God bless you. See, our sister Cindy's with us already this morning. Praise the Lord and pass the ammunition. And as people continue to come onto the broadcast, I've got a couple of announcements that we do need to make today. Number one, and I'm going to put it up as a banner, if you have never been to this website, and oh, gee, I thought I had it up there a little bit better than that, but if you've never been to this particular website, 
let's put it up there. Okay, this is the only one I have is the one that gives the uh, donation tab. But uh, do you see that? NWMglobal.org. We should be, and I would love for somebody to do the test right now, we should be streaming live on NWM Global and obviously over here. Uh, and the reason I'm telling you this is so that when we're completely off of Facebook and completely out of YouTube and, you know, whatever, whoever wants or desires to follow the ministry, here's where you could find us, okay, to begin with. The other ones we're having a little bit of a difficulty learning how to do, like Rumble and Brighteon and Gab and all those different platforms that do exist. We'll learn more. But if you ever want to find us, we will be at OmegaRadio.org. And on OmegaRadio.org, you will be able to either watch or listen. There are tabs once you go to the website where you can say watch now or listen now or listen live. Okay, so OmegaRadio.org. You might want to just take a little note of that. But then we also have, and I'm going to, I'm going to type it in nice and easy here. I'll create the banner. I'll just do a www.nwmglobal.org, and then we'll sit that up there and put it on the screen. So now if you go to this website, NWM, which stands for New Wine Ministry, nwmglobal.org, uh, right now we should be live streaming on nwmglobal.org, so you'll be able to listen, you'll be able to watch if you choose to do so, on nwmglobal.org, which is a website for New Wine Ministries, and then, of course, omegaradio.org. So you might want to just write those down, just in case you wake up one day and we're not on Facebook, we're not on YouTube, uh, and you're wondering, gee, whatever happened to that guy, uh, or the ministry, New Wine Ministries, you might want to find, you'll find us here every Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, until we're completely uh, transitioned. And so this is where we will be. So put that down in your notes if you desire to do so, nwmglobal.org. And of course we have the uh, Omega Radio, and I'll put that on one more time, omegaradio.org. All right, so that's where we will be if you are interested in following the ministry. And we hope that you are. We're gonna continue to stay the course and talk about things we believe are important biblically. Our job from the very beginning has been to look through the biblical lens at the signs of the times and give a proper interpretation of what we see. So as we stand upon the wall and we look out or we watch, we have our binoculars on, our spiritual binoculars uh, our, our looking glass, if you will, and we call that the lens of Scripture. And so from the wall, we look out and we view the things that we see out there on the horizon. And sometimes we see a lot of different things. And so what does the watchman do? He is he to faithfully proclaim to the people what he sees. And for a really, really excellent description, we have uh, the prophet Ezekiel, has actually told us what the watchman's job is to do. And he tells us in Ezekiel chapter 33, and I'll just start real quick, just for a reminder of what our mission is, what we're doing here, why we're on the air. Ezekiel 33, verse 1, And the word of the Lord came unto me, saying, Son of man, speak to the children of thy people and say to them, When I bring 
the sword upon a land, if the people of the land take a man of their coasts and set him for their watchman, if when he sees the sword come upon the land, he blow the trumpet and warn the people, then whosoever hears the sound of the trumpet and takes not warning, if the sword come, if the sword come. Now, what's happening? It says that this watchman, if when he sees the sword come, when he sees the sword, so he's standing on the wall, he's seeing the sword of war coming. And then what does he do? He blows the trumpet. He warns the people. Then whosoever hears the sound of the trumpet and takes not warning, if the sword comes. So he sees the sword. He warns the people, they ignore it, and if that sort, if what he sees actually happens, comes, and the people have not taken warning, then it says, and take him away, or so, and takes not warning, so if the people take not warning, if the sword come and take him away, his blood shall be upon his own head. He heard the sound of the trumpet and took not warning. His blood shall be upon him, but he that takes warning shall deliver his soul. But if the watchman see the sword come and blow not the trumpet, so if he sees it and he doesn't blow the trumpet because he's afraid about, well, what am I really seeing? What if they don't believe me? All of that, that's nonsense. Here it is. If he, if, if he sees, if he takes if the watchman see the sword come and blow not the trumpet, and the people be not warned, if the sword come and take any person from among them, he is taken away in his iniquity, but his blood will I require at the watchman's hand. So there are a lot of ministries out there that call themselves the watchman ministry, and God bless the watchman. And standing on the wall, while everybody else is kind of going about their business, the watchmen, when they see something, whether it's by the Spirit of the Lord, they recognize something on the horizon, there's a foretelling, there's a revelation, there's a prophetic word God is unveiling to their hearts and minds. They're actually seeing things, okay? So the faithful watchman will proclaim what he sees. And if what he sees comes to pass, determining how the people responded is the outcome. But if the watchman doesn't blow the trumpet for whatever reason, well, now the blood is at his hand. But God says this in verse 7. So thou, O son of man, I have set you a watchman unto the house of Israel. This is, to, this is known as a prophetic watchman. Ezekiel was a prophet, but he was also a watchman. And so God said him. Notice it says, if a man earlier, if the people of a land take a man, and make him their watchman. That's one thing. But God says to Ezekiel, the prophetic watchman, so thou, O son of man, I have made thee a watchman unto the house of Israel. Therefore thou shalt hear the word at my mouth, warn them from me. So now we have a prophetic watchman hearing the word of God directly to his spirit, and he says what God wants him to say regardless of what things look like or what things appear. And if the watchman does not faithfully, if Ezekiel would not faithfully say what God told him to say, he'd have a lot of blood on his hands. You know what I'm saying. So, 
Hear the word at my mouth and warn them for me. When I say unto the wicked, O wicked man, you shall surely die. If you do not speak to warn the wicked from his way, that wicked man shall die in his iniquity. But his blood will I require at your hand. Nevertheless, if you warn the wicked of his way to turn from it, if he do not turn from his way, he shall die in his iniquity. But thou hast delivered thy soul. Therefore, O thou son of man, speak unto the house of Israel. So here we have scripture about a prophetic watchman by the name of Ezekiel, but we also have the pattern of what watchmen do. And I believe there's another scripture in Ezekiel chapter 3. If I go back 30 chapters into Ezekiel chapter 3, it says this in verse 1. Moreover, he said unto me, Son of man, Eat that thou findest. Eat this roll. Go speak unto the house of Israel. So I opened my mouth, and he caused me to eat the roll. And he said unto me, Son of man, cause thy belly to eat, and fill thy bowels with this roll that I give thee. Then did I eat it, and it was in my mouth as honey for sweetness. And he said unto me, Son of man, go, get thee unto the house of Israel, and speak with my words unto them. For thou art not sent to a people of a strange speech, of a hard language, but to the house of Israel, not to many people of a strange speech and of a hard language, whose words thou canst not understand. Surely, had I sent thee to them, they would have hearkened unto thee, but the house of Israel will not hearken unto thee, for they will not hearken unto me, for all the house of Israel are impudent and hard-hearted. Behold, I have made your face strong against their faces, your forehead strong against their foreheads, as an adamant harder than flint have I made your forehead. Fear them not, neither be dismayed at their looks, though they be a rebellious house. So here again, God is sending his prophet, Ezekiel, and in verse 17 of the same chapter, 3, Son of man, I have made thee a watchman unto the house of Israel. Therefore hear the word at my mouth, and give them warning from me, Okay, so again, you have this idea where God is sending a man by the name of Ezekiel, who was a prophet, who foretold events to come. Also, he sent him to be a watchman to warn the wicked within the house of Israel. He was not speaking to the others. So, the purpose of our ministry of being on OmegaRadio.org and uh, NWMGlobal.org, let me put that up one more time because... If you'll notice, OmegaRadio.org and then NWMGlobal.org, that's where we're going to be in the days ahead to be heard and to be watched, to be followed, because those are our two websites where we could say anything that God tells us to say. Right now, YouTube is taking an authoritative position, and they are censoring, as you know, the conversation going over the land. And so we just know that God has another way, that YouTube is not the master, and we're not about numbers. We know that God will send to the ministry those that want to hear or need to hear the words of the Lord. So we don't preach our own imagination. We don't preach what we think. We don't preach our opinion. We preach what the Word of God says, and we have a whole Bible here to tell us what God says, and we could, by the Holy Spirit, read it and get a revelation and a kind of a you know, a quickened word and, and declare, but we also get that rhema word. Sometimes God just speaks to us. For example, 
you know that it was on December 11th. I want to I want to read this. December 11th, God, in my spirit, in what I believe, in what I saw, in the way that things work, on December 11th at 7:30 a.m., I heard something and I saw something. So what did I do? After I heard and saw, a few hours later, I sat down. I began to write because that's what God's called me to do is to a lot of writing. And so I began to write down what I saw, what I heard, and this is what was given to me to say. So I, by the grace of God, fearing the Lord, hearing and seeing, as a watchman on the wall, I spoke it out. I wrote it. So here's what I want to go through again. And on December 11th, this is what came. There is a beacon light ready to shine for a path that leads to a refuge from the storm. The following word was given to me on Saturday, December 11th at approximately 7.30 a.m. So if you heard the beginning of this, God says that a beacon light is ready to shine for a path that leads to a refuge from the storm. Okay, we have a big storm supposedly on the way right now, and you can see a lit up path, a way to navigate to a refuge from the storm. So this is a spiritual word. It's a spiritual understanding. This storm is different, and here's what was described. The word began with a scene in my mind. First, I saw Joe Biden again surrounded by a few people in somewhat of a dark suit. There was urgency, and I knew the urgency was for mandatory vaccination. So while I'm driving around 7.30 a.m., and I'm on my way on that Saturday morning, December 11th, a vision pops into my mind, just like the dream that I had when Joe Biden won the election. I saw him in a blue suit. I saw him in a blue tie 14 months before he ever became the president. And I was saying for 14 months, Joe Biden's going to win the election. And nobody believed it. And I understood why. It was bizarre. But sure enough, in a blue suit, in a blue tie, Joe Biden was inaugurated into the presidency, whether real, not real, whether legal, illegal, whatever. Joe Biden is the man that's in that office right now. So God had showed it to the detail of the color of the suit and tie he was wearing. So while I was driving, minding my own business at 7.30 in the morning on December 11th, and that image popped into my mind, and there was Joe Biden with two or three people around him with dark suits on, I started paying very much attention to what I was seeing because I wasn't thinking about anything. It just came to me. Then the word began with a scene, which I just said. So I knew the moment that these people were around him in the, in the vision of my mind concerning Joe Biden that it was all about forcing vaccinations and urgency, some kind of urgency to get something done. And I perceived that as being an urgency to get everybody vaccinated. I then heard these words. This is while I'm driving after seeing the scene. I then heard these words, the acceleration of end time events will come rapidly in 2022. The Spirit said there will be four major shifts in 2022, according to the Gregorian calendar. He spoke to me of the tachometer, which 
he said was a measurement of speed. Now, I know what a tachometer is, but I never thought in the terms of, well, that's a measurement of speed. I'm not that technical. So, but the Spirit of the Lord was saying to me, this is a measurement of speed, the tachometer. Then he said, the first shift would come between January 2022 and March 2022. So, I saw that as the first quarter of the year. January, February, March, okay, those three months would be the first shift. He then said the second shift would occur from April 2022 through June 2022. After this, he said the third shift would come from July 2022 through September 2022. Then the fourth shift would come from October 2022 through December 2022. Now, that sounds very neat. That's very swift. That's very solid. That's very clear. There are four quarters to a year, and they're, they're divided into three-month periods to have a 12-month year. So I saw these four shifts, and I saw a race car and a tachometer. Okay, so the idea is shifting the first gear, second shift, third shift, Fourth shift, okay? Then it probably fifth year is overdrive. But we have these four major shifts. So then what I did when I heard this, I wrote this down. The shifts that were spoken of can be likened to a race car, shifting gears up to high speeds. So high speed, acceleration, 2022, first gear in the new year, shift, boom, and then shift again, and by the time we've done with all the shifts, the vehicle is traveling at very high speeds. Then the Spirit told me that the Bible spoke of this in the book of Revelation, in the first chapter concerning the Greek word entakos, which means with speed. So what does it mean that the Spirit told me? Well, as I'm seeing... And now I'm driving and listening, and I'm getting a download about this race car, a tachometer, four shifts coming. I remember that word tachometer is the entakos, or the, that's where we get the English word tachometer, or taco, is from, in Revelation, and I've taught it so many times, in Revelation chapter 1, with speed. It does so, uh, the Bible actually talks about coming with speed, and it means uh, shortly come to pass shortly with speed come to pass so the word shortly in the greek is entakos with speed and i knew that and so in the spirit of the moment i'm reminded by the holy spirit that that's what he's referring to so then i looked up the word tachometer this is hours later when i was now back at home behind my desk and i started studying what i heard and saw and writing about it and i looked up the word after hearing what the spirit was saying and here's what i found the word tachometer is an instrument which measures the working speed of an engine, especially in a road vehicle. Typically, in revolutions per minute, it's a device for indicating speed of rotation. So a tachometer is literally a speed measurer, since the Greek root tach means speed. So this is clear in the names of the tachyon, which is a particle of matter that travels faster than the speed of light, 
if it actually exists, it's too fast that it's impossible to see with any instrument. It's also referring to the tachycardia, a medical condition in which the heart races uncontrollably. Since the speed that an auto tachometer measures is speed of rotation of the crankshaft, the numbers it reports are revolutions per minute or RPMs. So that was just doing a little research on tachometer. Okay, so we're, we're writing this out. Very simple, nothing profound. I'm seeing something, urgency and shiftings and what the tachometer is and how it relates to Bible prophecy in the book of Revelation. And, and so this is all coming together. This is what God is showing me. And then I wrote out that let's talk about the four shifts. And this is what I came up with. This is what I believe God was saying. Number one, mandatory vaccinations. Now listen carefully how this was written. According to what I saw and what I heard, this will be the main concentration during the first quarter of the year. All right, so the main concentration of January, February, March will be all about getting people vaccinated. I think about what's going on in Canada. I think about Australia. I think about other European countries. I think about what's going on in the United States. So there's a concentration. It yet does remain to get people vaccinated. And then, so, so I'm looking at this, the main concentration is vaccination of the first quarter of the year. Right around April, okay, a new shift will occur that will concentrate on those who refused the mandate to be vaccinated. So that's saying to me that the rest of, we just today, by the way, welcome to February number one, February 1st, 2022. Thank God we got out of January. January was a weird month in my opinion. And I praise the Lord for February. So we've got all of February, which is a shorter month, by the way, and all of March to see this first shift, to see where the vaccination mandates go. You have protests going on in Canada. You have truckers shutting down capital cities in Canada. So we have a lot going on, tens of thousands of people rallying all over the world. It's all about stop forcing the vaccination. So that would be the concentration that's happening, as I could tell. And then the second part of this is, again, right around April. So coming around April. Now, what's interesting, and you might want to write this down, that on April 2nd, 2022, that will begin the new year in the Hebrew calendar. April 2nd, 2022, will be the first day of Nisan in the Hebrew calendar. And in the Hebrew calendar, it's Nisan or Abib. Either one represents the first month. So April 2nd, when the sun sets, will begin the first day of a brand new year. And the brand new year will be 5782 in the Hebrew calendar as we know it today. 5782, which means since last spring, 2021, when the first day of the new month began in the new year, we have been in one year, 5781. And if you've been following this ministry, you know that the number 5781 in the Hebrew concordance is the number for pack your bags. 
It also means anguish, pressure, tribulation. So the year 5781 seems to be showing itself to be true, that there's been a lot of pressure, there's been a lot of anguish, there's been a lot of tribulation, uh, and people have been transitioning and packing their bags to some degree. Well, when I look at the Hebrew number 5781, something God showed me, my job is to declare what God says and then speak it out. And if it comes to pass and people are warned and they didn't take the warning, that's on them. If the things that are said do take, uh, come to pass and the people took warning, great. I, so I'm doing what God told me to do. I'm speaking what I believe God has revealed to me to say. That's my job. And if it comes to pass, then, you know, the results I leave with God. So, and this is true, April 2nd, 2022 will be the beginning of the new year, 5782. And we'll get into that in just a little bit. So from that perspective, 5781, two months left, God, we're still in the season of pack your bags, uh, anguish, tribulation, pressure. And you can see a lot of it may be on the way with what's happening with those who are resisting. Now, look what it says here. A new shift will begin right around April. A new shift will occur that will concentrate on those who refused the mandate to be vaccinated. So the forced vaccination mandate that was coming, that's around right now, um, there are those refusing it. So in April, there's going to be a focus, a concentration, according to what I was hearing, according to what I was seeing, there's going to be a, uh, something here that will concentrate on those who refuse the mandate to be vaccinated. There will also be within this shift, the first shift, from January to March, here's what I was hearing. There will also be within the first shift new mandates. I'm looking for that. I'm listening for that. What new mandates that will assist in securing the ultimate goal, forced vaccinations. So we're watching. Are there new mandates, new laws, new rules, new ideas to get people vaccinated, wear the mask, get tested, social distancing, what's going on? So this is what we're watching for. We're one month into this first shift. We've got two months left to go, and that's going to be very interesting to see how things work. Then, number two, persecution. Through April to June, April, May, June, as spring and summer begin to come forth, those who refused the vaccinations will begin to lose their rights and benefits to enjoy social or societal bliss, i.e. going to a ball game, shopping at the mall, going on vacation, etc. It will begin with soft persecution, but the winds will increase as the days, weeks, and months, and there are three months to this shift, okay? So what are we saying? that somehow in April, May, and June, there are people going to be saying, you can't go to the restaurants, you can't go to the ball games. The concentration is against those who refuse the vaccination. And of course, it's all going to be in a database. Everybody is going to be monitored. People are going to be known for who they are and who they aren't. Vaccine passports. There's a lot of potential for a lot of things to happen still. 
This is what we see. This is what we heard. This is what we're saying. We're going to be held accountable before God, and I understand that. But I'd rather be, uh, be obedient to what I believe God is saying and, and trust it. And, and one of the reasons why I'm, I'm more uh, confident about this particular word is because the image of Joe Biden and the people around him in the color in it. Because 14 months, again, before his inauguration, uh, it was showed Joe Biden, blue suit, blue tie, down in a tunnel. He won the election. So it was so detailed that this, too, began with detailed insight. So there's going to be battles right now. We're not go- you're, going to- you're seeing it right now, the contention of non-vaxxers, right? We're not going to do it. We're not going to take it. We're going to postpone. We're going to, we're going to protest. You know, these, these, these things that are coming out of global governments around the world. And so the protests are going on. We see between April, May, and June, the beginning of new laws. Springtime, people want to get out. Springtime, people want to go on vacation. Summertime, it's beginning to loom. We're tired of this winter. We're tired of these COVID-19 shots. Well, if you want to participate in the free world, you have to have your vaccination. So I believe what God is saying is that June, uh, April, May, April, May, June is going to be a time where people are going to begin to experience um, this soft persecution that will, again, get stronger and stronger as the days, weeks, and months go by. That's what it says. So, by the way, as I was writing this on December 11th, 2020, uh, 2021, I wrote this out as we speak, over 80% of the population in Australia have cooperated with the authorities and have been vaccinated. And then I wrote out a list. I went and did some study on how many people or how many nations around the world, and you can't really trust the numbers, so that's why I don't bring it up too often. But uh, that's what was said from a number of uh, you know, well-informed people that the numbers of the people in Australia that were Um, yielding to and cooperating with the government to get vaccinated was a very high number. And the few people that resisted were now losing their jobs. They're not able to do certain things. So number three in this word was stigmatization. So number one, mandatory vaccinations, January through March. Number two, persecution, April through June. Number three, stigmatization. This is the word that God put in my heart. July through September will pave the way for stigmatization. The definition of a stigma, which I found to be very interesting, is a mark of shame or discredit. All right, so somebody's going to have a mark of shame and be discredited. Okay, and how does it work? It it also talks about a stain. It's also a stain. It's an identifying mark, and I want that word there, a mark. A stigma is a mark of shame. Also, an identifying mark or characteristic, and a characteristic being one who cooperates or one who does not. So people will be marked or known by their cooperation with global government or their lack of cooperation, okay? There's something that's going to identify people. There's a mark 
to identify who's who. Who in this world is contrary to global laws, global leaders, global government, and have a different view of things, that government is not my God, government is not my mother, government is not my father, government is to be a servant, particularly in the United States. But as you can see, because of our sin as a nation, all that's changing. And while we could say, wait a second, we're a Republican, we have a constitution, that's all being taken away because the time of the Antichrist, who's waiting in the wings right now to make his appearing on the world stage, is just moments away. That's getting ready to happen. So again, this stigmatization is an identifying mark. It is of a specific diagnostic sign of a disease. That's all definition. Further, stigma is a degrading and debasing attitude of the society. So all the vaccinated people are going to come up with a degrading and debasing attitude, okay, that discredits a person or a group, the unvaccinated, because of an attribute such as an illness, deformity, color, nationality, religion, or not being vaccinated. Now, that's very important. When the non-vaccinated people are fully exposed and they don't have their passport card and they're, they're bringing this thing and the soft persecution begins, the attitude of the general society, you've probably already seen it when you were walking through the store a year ago without a mask on and people's eyes were looking at you through that mask like, <clears throat> you're bad, right? Imagine in nations around the world, the general society who took the bait, the, the majority of the people in these countries They cooperated with global government. They believed. They were deceived. They were lied to. They took the jab. They took the vaccination. And now their general view is going to be, you didn't. You're a problem. Get out of here. You don't belong here. So that debasing and degrading attitude. And it also is, and here's what happens. When a person or a group of people become so stigmatized by the general population This says that the resulting coping behavior of affected person or people results in internalized stigma. So this perceived or internalized stigma by the discredited person is equally destructive whether or not actual discrimination occurs. So stigma destroys a person's dignity, marginalizes the affected individuals, violates basic human rights, markedly diminishes the chances of a stigmatized person of achieving full potential, and seriously hampers pursuit of happiness and contentment. Also, according to the Webster's New World Dictionary, the short definition of stigma is a mark of disgrace or reproach. Okay, so this is, you know, pretty clear that stigmatized people or a stigmatized person by a group or society against them, the individual or the group internalizes that. 
they, there's a stigma put on them and they internalize that stigmatization and it has a psychological effect upon them, an emotional effect. They feel awkward. They don't fit in. And if there's insecurity going on deep in the heart or fear, uh, the idea will be, well, I can't do this. I'm going to have to go with the masses, cooperate, get involved and be accepted. And this is where the real spiritual satanic draw of the enemy is going to be at play. And there are going to be many people are going to defect from the truth and they're going to get involved for their acceptance because they can't handle that pressure of stigmatization. And I believe that through the news media, I believe that through just about every function in societies all over the world, those who have rejected this whole thing, well, praise God, they have rejected it for the right reason, I hope. And it's not just because I'm a patriot. It's not just because this. It's because I have a king. I have a God in heaven. His name is Jesus. His name is Yahweh. I have a God in heaven that loves me, who died for me, and I'm willing to lay my, down my life for him. There's not enough evidence about taking this jab. There's information from 17,000 doctors, doctors, and then 100,000 other doctors under the 17,000 that have insisted that there are things in this vaccination that are not healthy. We're hearing reports almost weekly about people taking vaccinations and dying. And so there are people that are going, Jesus, you're my physician. Jesus, you're the great physician of my life. I don't need doctors. I don't need vaccinations. Your blood is a vaccination to me. By your stripes, I am healed. I've had flus. I've had colds. I've had the chills. I've had pneumonia. I've had these sicknesses. And Lord, I never needed to take a shot that was susceptible or something spooky about it where they're forcing you to do it. No, I usually went to the doctor when I had some flu or pneumonia because I wanted help for my condition. And they had something there to help me along the way. But when people start saying, well, you're not even sick, but you need to get vaccinated. Well, I'm not sick. I'm not sick. What do you mean I have to get vaccinated? I mean, I didn't get sick. What's the problem here? Why are you forcing this issue? Ah, now there's a problem, right? So a little bit more about stigmatization in this third shift of the year, okay? An interesting truth concerning stigma is that it is associated with the mark of the beast. We are told in Revelation 13 that the number of the beast is the number of a man's name, and his number is 600. Now, in the Greek, the number 600 is the key or the chi, C-H-I. 60. So you have 600, 60. That number 60 is the Z, X-I, which I've thought for years has been phenomenal that the it's the number of a man's name, and we have a man's name by the name of President, President Xi in China, where this whole debacle came with this Wuhan thing, right? So very interesting, the number 60 in the Greek is the XI, the Z. Right in the middle of 666, the man's name is at the center. Amazing. So anyways, we have the Chi, the Z, and then the number six in the Greek is stigma. And a stigma is a mark, okay? So you have the chi, C-H-I, kind of the first three letters of China. China, C-H-I, very interesting. Z, the president of China. 
And six, the stigma, the mark, kind of telling wouldn't, you know, it's just very interesting. So I'd beware of that. It is interesting. Many in the church are going to be demonized. Many who have rejected vaccinations in the church, in the nations, in the different places around the world, whoever they are, but many in the church are going to be demonized, then dehumanized. And again, you've heard this before, but it's a fact and you need to pay attention. We're standing on the wall. We're shouting out of what we have heard, what we have seen. And if what we have heard and seen comes to pass and you have not taken heed, that's on you. If it doesn't come to pass, well, that's between God and whatever reasons this is all about. But we see witness to these things. So it's going from demonization to dehumanization. By the way, this is why with all the movement, you know, get Donald Trump back, truckers going to shut down cities and capitals, the idea is that we're going to turn it around. I don't believe that. And I'm just being from the watchman's wall that God put me on. I don't believe things are ever going to be the same again. I believe that we have stepped into a new dimension of time, biblical, prophetic, spiritual. And I think the thing that can turn around is a person's heart if there's still time. Let me take care of this. I'm trying to be a little louder because I have some friends out there that we're not able to hear, so I'm trying to turn up the volume, and so my throat's get a little tweaky. So I don't believe that protests, riots, whatever it is, I don't believe that our democracy or the republic is going to be saved by Nancy Pelosi, nor do I believe that the patriots are going to save the day in America. I don't believe this because it's not biblical. We have had 40 years of shedding innocent blood. I do believe there's going to be a bloodbath revolution. I do believe there's going to be a bloodbath civil war. I do believe that the founding fathers who are injecting their thought into the heart of the patriots today, they are going to fight. I don't believe there's a way out of that. I believe this is going to get very strong and very tough, but it's happening all over the world. But I do not believe that violent revolution and civil war at this time is going to bring us back to a great make America great again. We're going to be that in the country from the 1950s, 60s, 70s, you know, whenever it was great, to whatever degree it was great. I don't believe that. I don't believe the Bible predicts that. I believe that the Antichrist is waiting in the wings, ready to make his appearance on the world stage. Bible prophecy is being fulfilled everywhere, all over the world. We have already entered into the beginning of sorrows. The greatest tribulation to have ever hit the face of the earth is before us, not behind us. And it's not far off. All the signs are declaring that this is ready to happen. So biblically speaking, and allowing the Bible to speak for itself and just preaching the word of God, there's no turning back. We have sinned grievously against the Lord, and we're going to pay the penalty like everybody else. The Bible says, I have set Sodom and Gomorrah to be an example, and anybody who follows that example will get the same reward. 
and we have promoted the spirits of Sodom and Gomorrah in our nation, and we're going to pay. And it's going to be with fire from heaven, something like that, nuclear weapons. It's going to happen. It's going to happen. So we don't see that turning away. We don't see uh, leaders in our nation on their knees, on their face, begging God for repentance and forgiveness. The mass murder of 90 million babies in the womb right here in America. The drug addictions, the pornography addictions, the lucid, licentious condition of the heart, the pride, the arrogance, the blasphemy. Hollywood, it's, it's disgustingness. Only in our generation. Do you realize at the beginning of our generation, this final generation since Israel became a nation, that you weren't allowed to use a bad word on TV? And, and, and you realize that. You see, a lot of people don't know that not until Gone with the Wind, when, frankly, Scarlet, I don't give a D-A-M-N, uh, was said, it sent a shockwave through the nation, a gasp, <gasps> that that was spoken. Well, it's so filthy right now. You use the F word, the S word, and people are going, oh, that doesn't mean much to me. It used to mean something big. If you ever heard those words a generation ago, people would have been shocked by the moral conscious. But today, that morality level has sunk so low, and people that are supposed to be Christians bearing the light and the, the glory, they have no problem hearing the F bomb, the S bomb. It's acceptable. But it should never be acceptable to the mind of Christ, to the moral gauge of what God has brought us to. It should never be acceptable that a man marries a man or a woman marries a woman or men have sex with men or women with women or trans transgenderism. It should never be acceptable to see someone being kicked in the head on a city street or beat to a pulp. That, that one time, they didn't even allow blood to be shown on television, murder, killing, rape. Today, it's everywhere, and it's wide open, and it's entertainment, and we eat popcorn to it. Something's wrong. The moral condition of the world is gone, and the morality that should be extolled in the believer is gone, and people accept everything. They let themselves get you know, everything on them, and the very best, as the prophet Jeremiah said, is, uh, is a briar and a thorn. The very best of them are thorns and briars. And then Jesus said to Peter that if the righteous scarcely be saved, just a few that are barely making it, what's going to happen to everybody else? We have this false sense of security. Everybody's saved. We're all going to heaven. Who said that? Who said that? How could you be immoral? How could you be worldly? How could you be carnal? How could you allow these things to happen Call yourself a Christian and expect to go be with God because he owes you something. That's not what the Bible teaches. And it's a very terrifying time for all of us to walk the walk, to stay the course, to be walking in holiness, separating, not saturating with the things of the world, becoming a friend of the world. No, 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 no. This is just wrong. It's dangerous. It's diabolical. It's demonic. Well, we have this 666. And again, the greatest example of a Christian being demonized by society and then dehumanized is exactly what happened to the Jews in Nazi Germany. In Nazi Germany, it's, it's the Jewish people being subjugated in the beginning 
soft persecution. First, there was a word out. You know, there was, there was something going on. They didn't pay attention. Then the softer persecution came, writing on the windows of the walls of the businesses, don't shop here. The persecution began. The warnings were out there, get out, get out, get out. And the Jewish people, through propaganda, through stigmatization, through the news media, through the narrative of their government, began to demonize these Jewish people, made them look like the trouble. Then you know what happened in the Nazi concentration camps. Those demonized Jews now became dehumanized. In other words, they weren't even worthy of life. That's why it happened to the minds of the Nazis, which is happening to minds of people all over the world right now, to have such a hatred for these Jewish people. They were worse than monkeys and pigs, according to Islam. The Jewish people, uh, if you see one around a tree, kill it. You know, the, the Islam is a peaceful religion. Baloney it is. So if you study the Quran and the Hadith and all those different parts of Islam, you'll realize that their thoughts about America and Israel, uh, they're not safe. But anyways, for the Nazis, they hated these Jewish people because first demonized, then dehumanized. This word is saying that many in the church are going to be demonized, then dehumanized. All anti-vaxxers will become the target of a propaganda campaign, the likes of Nazi Germany. So now I want to talk about propaganda in this letter. So now I get into propaganda. What is propaganda? Propaganda, information, especially of a biased or misleading nature, used to promote or publicize a particular political cause or point of view. And here is one of the best definitions of propaganda, and it was by Garth S. Jowett and Victoria O'Donnell provide a clear and concise propaganda definition in their book, Propaganda and Persuasion, in 2014. They write, and I quote, Propaganda is the deliberate, systematic attempt to shape perceptions, manipulate cognitions, and direct behavior to achieve a response that furthers the desired intent of the propagandist. In other words, propaganda is a systematic method of manipulation, and it's quite successful. Propaganda has been employed extensively in the political sphere since the 19th century to further various agendas by politicians, opposing candidates, special interest groups. Propaganda is used to highlight the negatives or positives of an idea, a person, or legislation. Hitler used propaganda extensively to promote his anti-Semitic ideas and his vision for Germany in a post-World War I era. Let me ask you this. Have you ever done anything in your life that you would not want to come out into the public view? Only you could answer that question. And if there was a time in your life that you did something that you weren't really proud of, and then you dealt with that personally in your life, you got rid of that, you confessed it, you repented of it, you saw what it was, and now you want to do something more positive. So now you run for an office somewhere. 
And what do they do? Well, they go in, they have these teams, like against Donald Trump, for example, teams of people that dig into every aspect of their life and bring out every piece of dirt they possibly can. And they bring it out in, and they magnify it. And they put it out on the news media and they put it out and they talk about Stormy Daniels of Donald Trump's past. They talk about all these dirty things and that's propaganda. This is a tool that was used against the Jews in Nazi Germany during World War II. So what are we talking about here? Four major shifts, 2022. We're in the first shift right now, January, February, and March. April, soft persecution begins. No longer able to go to the store, can't go here, can't buy this, can't be a partaker. Three, when we get to, that's through April, May, and June. Then we get into July, August, September, comes the stigmatization period. And this is where we're, everything we're talking about. Now, number four, what's going to happen through October through December? October 2022 through December 2022, a further collapse will occur in the United States as well as in other parts of the world. A collapse of morality, family. Do you know right now that there are schools that are actually teaching their students, don't call your parents mom and dad or parents. Say the adults, the older ones. They're literally trying to strip out of the mind of children growing up in a family, mom and dad, that's too personal. We have to call them adults or older people. Can you imagine? This is going on. People don't see it's behind the scenes. Thank God for people to bring this information out who are in that battle. So from October to December, a further collapse of morality, family, freedom, joy, peace, etc. Collapse. Phase number four. The fourth shift. Collapse. But it's a collapse of joy. It's a collapse of peace. It's going to be very difficult to live in this world, having the stigmatization, the persecution that will increase, being demonized and dehumanized. And if you don't think that could be done, I think that Nazi Germany serves as a reminder that it can be done. And right now there's resistance, but the very resistors, because of the days that we're in, are going to be noted very carefully, very, very known, very noted. You, you know, if you're out doing something and, um, you know, I'm an anti-vaxxer, you better really consider what you're doing because if you don't have the sentence of death in you and you're not willing to be demonized and dehumanized and to be persecuted and stigmatized, and if you're not ready to, to lay down your life, to say the things that we're saying, um, you're really in trouble. And it's, it's something that you just have to know will happen unless, like Jeremiah, God put a sovereign protection on his life. God had a sovereign protection on Jeremiah's life that even though he prophesied for 40 years 
and he walked through the rubble of the collapse of his nation and his the temple and everything with weeping in his eyes, writing the book of Lamentations. He was never touched personally. But that isn't an assumption. You can, no one can assume that's going to happen. You have to have the sentence of death in you, especially if you're speaking the things that are being talked about all over the world because you're being monitored, you're being listened to, you're being watched, you're being observed. Uh, they are, they're hacking your computer. They're manipulating your finances. They're into your bank account, friends or foes, whatever they pretend to be. A lot of this is going to go on, and you have to be ready to accept it. Now, if God is with you, then God will take care of everything one way or the other. Okay? So, but this is coming, this collapse. The world will become an impossible place for righteous elect to live in. Just kind of like, and I don't see um, Lot as the righteous elect. I guess in Sodom and Gomorrah he was. The real righteous elect one was Abraham. Lot was righteous, but he wasn't the elect righteous. Um, but there will be a an election of righteous people living in this world by the time we get to October all the way through December, according to this, that it will be almost impossible to live a normal life or a peaceful life in. For the Jews in Nazi Germany, they weren't able to live a normal, peaceful life. They were hiding away for how long in Anne Frank's house or in you know, some other place, only God knows, out in the forest. You remember the movie Defiance. If you haven't seen it, get a no-curse thing on your TV and go watch Defiance, how they fled and they lived in the forest for years. All right, so it's not a normal life coming up. Even as Lot could not endure the wickedness and corruption in Sodom, so shall the elect of God be vexed daily by the filthy, unfair conduct of the wicked world that shall arise and is arising before our very eyes today. So then I did something. I just made a definition of the word collapse. And the, the word collapse simply means to fall down or give way of a person to fall down and become unconscious, typically through illness or injury, uh, to fail suddenly and completely, an instance of a structure falling down, to break down completely, to disintegrate, suddenly lose force or significance or effectiveness or worth, a breakdown in vital energy, strength, or stamina. It's a state of extreme prostration and physical depression, a sudden failure. What is that? In the last days, the love of many will wax cold. That's collapse. They will be a falling away, a defection from the truth. That's collapse. They'll be no longer a moral structure, no longer a sound mind, no longer the ability to stand and having done all to stand, stand therefore. In other words, everything in the lives of people that they've trusted in in the past will no longer be valid for them. A great falling away, the love of many waxing cold. This could happen to anyone who is not 100% in and building their lives on the word of God by being doers of the word and not hearers of the word, eliminating and getting out of them everything of fear and all these different things. It's super important. Super important was coming down the pike. I ended this article with these words. Remember where we began today. The day star that is rising in our hearts 
will guide our path to right places within the kingdom of Christ. We are not going to be caught off guard if we pay attention to what we are hearing, seeing, and witnessing with our own eyes and ears and understanding with our hearts. I want you to remember something in Ezekiel 33 and Ezekiel 3. God set Ezekiel, the prophetic watchman, on the wall, and he said, hear the word at my mouth. The watchman looks out. He sees something. His job is to tell the people. If what he sees happens and the people didn't prepare, the blood is on them. If the sword comes and they did prepare, they'll be warned and they'll be saved, they would have been good. If the sword comes, what I've shared here today, what I've been sharing for a long time about 5781, pack your bags, the month of April, this is all that has been revealed to me. It's biblical. It's factual. It's the word of God. The signs of the times line up with it. So my job is to fear the Lord and to say to you what I believe God is saying. And that's what I'm doing. And that's what I've done. I'm leaving the results to God. I'm leaving the results to God. I don't want to be caught off guard. I don't want you to be caught off guard. I want you to be aware of what's going on. I don't want you to get deaf, dumb, and blind now. I don't want you to look back now. I don't want you to close your eyes now. I don't want you to get tired now. I don't want you to get weary now. I don't want you to have any give up on the inside of you. None. I want you to deal with all sin as I am in my soul, in my heart, in my mind, in my body. Get rid of anything and everything that offends God. Anything that offends God must be dealt with. This is what you're doing. This is called working out our salvation with fear and trembling. I'm going to say these things, and I'm going to leave the results with God. You do with it what you think. And that's all I can say. I don't know what else to do. All I know is that God showed me something about Joe Biden 14 months before he became. It was exactly the way God showed it. I saw something. I heard something. I'm sharing it. And I'm leaving the results to God. If the watchman see the sword come and he, does, and he blows the trumpet and warns the people, if the sword comes, however the people responded will be their result. So I'm leaving the results to God. Second Peter 1.19 says this. We have also a more sure word of prophecy, whereunto you do well that you take heed, as unto a light that shines in a dark place, until the day dawn and the day star arise in your hearts. That's biblical. There's a day star rising in your heart. Light, wisdom, understanding. Wake me up, dear God Almighty. Wake up your church. Remember, and I, wanted to, I closed out with these words. And this is super important because we did a lot of preaching on this at the church. Remember, there is an anointing for vitality, energy, and strength. We were teaching how Jesus came to a people that were worn out. They were depleted. They were de-energized. They were just spiritually dead. But there was an anointing. Yeshua brought an anointing to revivify, to give vitality and energy and strength. Remember, there is a blessing that comes from being in the right place at the right time, doing the right thing, 
the right people right now. There's a blessing in being in the right place, doing the right thing with the right people right now. There's a blessing in that. And remember, there is oil for your lamp. Be a wise virgin and prepare for what you have heard. And finally, remember, do not allow your love to become overcome by fear. So get oil for your lamp. Spend some time fasting. Spend some time praying. Go into your closet. Shut the door. Say, dear God, what am I hearing? Lord, what is this message that Pastor Vincent Xavier is sharing with us? What is this, Lord? I don't want to trust a man. I don't want to just do it because the man said it. I, I mean, there's, there's, some, there's some good track record here, but Lord, talk to me. Show me what I need to know. Is it, you know, because there's another side of the church and there's another side of people saying it's all going to turn around. So you have to go to your prayer closet. You have to pray. You have to get oil in your lamp. You need more anointing, more Yeshua, more grace, more power, more Holy Spirit. You need that in your lamp. And remember not to be overcome by fear. Don't let your love grow cold. Now, that's our job. That's what I do. And you don't get a prophetic word every day. But this is serious. We're in something here. And I wanted to go over it again. I wanted to remind us. Something has been said. We'll see how it all works out. So far, the first month of this first shift of the new, uh, the new year, it's pretty intense, pretty interesting. But I've got some things that I want to also share with you right now that thrill my heart. And I hope it thrills your heart as well. Today is my sister Laquita's birthday. Laquita is a woman that came to our fellowship, I don't know how long ago, I want to say a year ago, I'm just not sure of the timing. Laquita came from a place, and to be honest with you, oh, okay, I do remember. Laquita came because her, her very dear and close friend, Callie, was working with the bus system in Northwest Arkansas. And our dear friends, Mark and Cindy, Cindy was driving a bus and met Callie. And Cindy was sharing with Callie about our church. And so Callie and Laquita came to visit us at a few Bible studies that were going on at Mark and Cindy's house. And they've been with us ever since. They've been rather close, and they're still around us, and we are getting to know each other on, uh, on a deeper level. To some degree, we're kind of have fellowship. There's love. There's care. There's concern. And when I first met Laquita, I looked at this woman and saw nothing but potential for who she is in Christ. I saw her in the spirit and she's already walking at a very high level of deliverance, wisdom, knowledge, understanding about Jesus. And this wonderful sister, my heart just praise God for Laquita. Today is her birthday. 
And what's really cool is that Laquita's brother has now come to us from Georgia. And Paul is with us now. And we're all kind of doing life together. We fellowship together. We have Bible studies together. And that's one aspect. Um, and But doing life together is beyond going to church together. You know what I mean? We are the church in life. So I wanted to say today to Laquita, because this is a very special birthday. It's a milestone birthday. And I'm not going to say what that milestone is publicly without her permission, because that's telling a woman's age, and I won't do it. But it is a milestone today in light of everything we just talked about for an hour and 10 minutes. In the kingdom of God, in the body of Christ, in the genuine body of Christ, there's celebration, celebration, life, abundant life, energy, joy, laughter, messing around, joking around, high-fiving. There's life. There's motion going on in the body of Christ. There's joy unspeakable and full of glory in spite of. Because when we make the transition and we come out of this world and we come into the kingdom, and we may be young in the kingdom, but we're learning about how to live in daddy's house, we have total confidence, complete confidence and trust. He's, he's in control now. So we have joy. We love to celebrate. We love to do these things. And today, Laquita, happy birthday to you. My prayer to God for you is that God will inscribe upon your spirit and upon your heart and in your mind a direction for your life that God will write inside of the tablets of your heart what this new season is for you. He won't unveil everything. He doesn't do it that way. But day by day, that you will have a confident expectation, which we call hope, to know that your life is not being wasted, your life is not being put into uh, being misled, you're not in the wrong place. You are exactly where God wants you to be, and he's been doing a work in your DNA, he's been doing a work in your soul, all the years that you've been following him in all the different seasons, and that God today is going to write like he did in Abraham in his heart and say, this is the way, walk ye in it. That words are going to be presented to your heart, your mind, and by discernment, a supernatural gift from God, you'll know what is of the Lord and what is not. And that God is going to say to you, daughter, you have honored me, and those who honor me, I will honor. And he's the God of restoration who rolls away the reproach from all of yesterday's stuff. And a God who says, behold, I make all things new. A God who begins new chapters in people's lives. A God who restores what the locust has eaten. A God who loves so exponentially, and that love conquers all things contrary to his will and purpose for your life. And I declare unto you today, Laquita, that God, a 
of mercy and grace and forgiveness and love and passion. The God who says, don't look back, for your life is before you. A God who says, nothing is impossible for me. For that which has been difficult for you, that which you have heard about in the knowledge of your hearing, I desire to bring you into the experience and show you the power of my spirit that is able to perform that which has been difficult for you in times past. I bring you to this milestone. I bring you to this time. I bring you to this year of transformation. And I'm going to accelerate something. And there's a dam that's been there that I'm going to break down. And I'm going to release the anointing into your spirit, into your soul, and your body. And I'm going to start really bringing about a physiological transformation from the head to the toes. I'm going to do something in your life this year. So press in your ear to the heartbeat of Jesus. Listen very carefully. Observe and listen. Be of good cheer for the things that God has for you are not weak things. They are not light things. That there is a weighty, heavy gift from God coming to you in this season of your life. We declare it. We proclaim it. We prophesy it. We confess it. We speak it. And we believe it. And to every corridor of your heart, to every hallway, to every closet, to every door, to every room inside of you, wherever the enemy has hid, full exposure to his work against you. The light will shine so brightly and you're going to see that thing that's been trying to thwart the purpose of God, and you're going to see it like you've never seen it before. And you're going to know it, and you're going to deal with it, with the wisdom that you have and the authority you have in Christ. And it's going to be a massive relief and a massive release. And you're going to exponentially abound into your high place, into your calling. You're going to super abound into your calling and ministry that God has for you, for the body of Christ. In Jesus' name. In Jesus' name. Happy birthday, Laquita. And God bless you. God bless you. We're going to leave it all to God to get it done. He's the God who does it. He's the God who does it. So, I guess that's it for me. I want to stop right there. Uh, let me just say a few more things here about Let me put this away. All right, let's see where we are in the chat room today. Let's go to the chat room and just say hello to a few of our friends. I see Cindy was with us early in the morning. God bless you, Cindy. And Brian and Kathy Gray are with us this morning. So good to hear your names or see your names in the chat room, Brian and Kathy. Uh, Charlotte Gotch, good morning. God bless you, Charlotte. Always good to see your name on there. Uh, Stephen Gill, Australia here. Hello, Stephen from Australia. How are you? Steve, if you have something you could talk to us about, about what's going on in Australia, there's a telephone number. I'm going to put it on the screen right now, Steve, if you're still with us. I'm going to put it on the screen. 
and I'm going to bring it online here. Here we go. So, Steve, see that number right there? 818-369-0326. If you're still with us and you could call in somehow, um, press that one. Talk to us. What's going on in Australia today? Our dear friend Daniel Seckham. We haven't heard from him for a long time, but would love to. So please uh, let us know what's happening. Call into that number that's on the screen. Um, okay, we were getting a thumbs up earlier from Brian and Kathy. Uh, Pastor Jeff Bass is with us. Good morning, Pastor Vincent. Glad I was able to find your broadcast today. Thank you. God bless you and welcome, um, Pastor Jeff. Uh, Joyce Young is with us today. God bless you, Joyce, and all of your family, those connected to you. Um, also, we see a lot of hellos and good mornings. Carol Carey is with us today saying good morning, brothers and sisters. Have a blessed day. We will, in Jesus' name. Uh, Stephen Gill, blood moons are due May 15th and 16th and November 7th and 8th, 2022. All right, more blood red moons, more signs in the times all right, praise the Lord and good morning from our friend Vic Ram Raju Nalukurthi. That's the name. I think, I'm not sure where it's from, but welcome. I'm going to call you Vic, okay? So, Vic, welcome to the broadcast. Kevin Hauger, good morning, Pastor Vincent. I believe that we are going to continue the craziness that we left off from January. It will be even more dangerous for Christians. All right, Kevin, I'm hearing you loud and clear on that one. Uh, David Ellison is with us this morning. Good morning, David and Nicole. We love you both. Um, uh, we're getting happy birthdays to Laquita now. Very good. Happy birthdays. Keith Carey, happy, and that's coming, by the way, from Cindy, and that's coming from Joyce. Keith Carey, happy to see you back where we can comment and learn from you. All right. We've always been here, Keith. I don't know what's going on. Shirley Wolseley, good morning. Shirley came to church with her husband, Mike, this past weekend. It was an honor to see them. Mike and Shirley Wolseley to know people are here. All right. So with that being said, do you have any questions? Do you have any comments you would like to share on the air? The number to call is 818-369-0326 and then press one on the dial pad. I hope that you have learned something about the calling of a watchman and Anybody can call themselves a watchman. People can set up a watchman. But then there's God who sets up watchmen. I believe the things that we have been saying are worthy to be paid attention to. They're worthy to take heed and to take warning. Don't forget where we are right now. Please. We were not here two years ago. The world wasn't where it is two years ago. And yet prophetic watchmen were declaring things coming on this earth. And they came. And they're still here. And they're not going away. And we don't know what the next crisis will be. But we have some information from the Spirit to pay attention to. The world has not always been the way it is in the last two years. In fact, we're right in the season of that two-year mark, aren't we? Wow. February 2020 is when things started to ramp up, and March of 2020 was when it really kaboomed in the COVID thing. And here we are coming into two full years of the world has changed. 
two full years. Hey, I'm waiting for your call right now. 818-369-0326. Press one on your dial pad. If you don't press one, I don't know. I've got a lot of callers calling in right now. There's a lot of people listening on blog talk radio, but nobody has pressed the one. So if you press the one, then I know you want to talk on the line. So please make sure you do that. Okay. Um, uh, a little bit of a news flash. I have just recently, I can show you the bill. Uh, we have a $3,360 bill because since November, and this is confirmed, you can confirm this, we've had five people give to this radio ministry, and the amounts have been rather small, which is fine, but I have a $3,360 bill because I pay for doing this every single month for the websites and for everything else connected to this work. It's not a lot, and so... We're three and a half months down the road with a $3,360 bill. We're not receiving anything, particularly from December. I think three people have given since December, even before Christmas. We're getting zero financial support. So I don't know if somebody has hacked our system. I don't know if, um, I don't know if people just kind of got distracted and said, well, there's more important things to do, maybe. Um, but I would make an appeal today, if it's possible, for you to help us with a $3,360 bill just for this radio ministry. If you would help me uh, and support us financially to get that paid, I would deeply appreciate it. And the ways that we tell people to give, and if you've done this, if you've given, um, you know, beyond the five people that normally give, if you've given money to this ministry, a donation to the ministry, would you please let me know when you did that um, and what you gave so that we could search it out and find out why uh, we're not receiving anything? And, you know, we've been at this pastoral work for 30 years, and we've been in radio for over 20 years, and I've never seen anything like this. And I don't think it's because people don't want to help or like to help. Something's wrong, and I'm not sure what it is. But our system, there's no financial help to this part of the ministry, um, which is a large part. I mean, we're spending two hours a day sometimes um, doing this, and then Saturday and Sunday on the, on the airwaves as well. So if you can help us, here's the address we've been sending out. Um, if you want to mail in a gift, this should work. It's a P.O. Box, P.O. Box 100. And the address is on the screen right now, P.O. Box 100. And that's in Decatur, Arkansas, with the zip code 72722. I'll leave that on the screen. So if you've ever sent anything, and we get uh, from one couple in South Dakota that has been giving faithfully for years, we get something from them uh, once a month. And that is a, that's a blessing, and we thank God for that gift. But beyond that, I don't know of one or two people in the last three and a half months that have sent anything to this address. If you have sent money to Decatur, Arkansas, P.O. Box 100, Decatur, Arkansas, 72722, if you've sent money there in the last three and a half months, would you please write me and inform me, tell me when you sent it and what you gave? Because we need when we go to that P.O. Box and we open that box up and you were supposed to send something and it's not there, we need to know. 
We need to have an accurate accounting. Another way that people were giving to this ministry that seemed to have been working was by going to the NWM Global. I have that up there right now. It's one of our websites, nwmglobal.org. And then there was a donations tab. And there's an also a donation tab on Omega Radio. If you've given to nwmglobal.org or you gave through omegaradio.org, and since, uh, you know, say just December 1st onward, if you gave to that and um, you never received a thank you, or even if you did, um, if you could remind us, let us know what you sent, where you sent it from, that would be awesome. Um, because, again, I'm talking five people since December that have given um, through this transmission um, on this, uh, on the computer giving. And then there was this other one that they had set up for us on your phone. You could actually text 41088 Omega. It's on the screen right now. Uh, the numbers and then all lowercase 41088 Omega. And then you're supposed to type in the word give and it takes you through a system and you give. If you've ever done that, would you please let us know? So I'm just asking. And if God is saying this is what it is, then that's fine. But I would hate to think that there's that kind of a glitch. And it's hard for me to imagine after 20 years that we received nothing for almost four months, three and a half months. And now we're facing a $3,360 bill, which we would not be able to continue to do. Uh, that's a pretty big strain on our small ministry. So um, if you can help with that, great. If you want to give to that, great. And I, I kind of refrain from giving another address where somebody could give to. So that's where I'm going to leave that right now. So uh, number one, I would think that the P.O. Box 100 to mail in is available. But I also believe that these websites, Omega Radio and nwmglobal.org, uh, that these should be areas and even your text where you can give to the ministry. Um, if you have, let us know, okay? We'd appreciate it. I mean, just a quick text message on my phone. Uh, you can call me anytime. There's my phone number, 858-864-8712. Just text, I gave, I gave, I gave. And if I see more than five people that gave, well, now I'm going to really know there's an issue. So, I would appreciate it if you can do that, or you could email me, um, of course, vxavier777 at gmail.com. That's vxavier, X-A-V-I-E-R, 777. Uh, our computer does some pretty wild things, and we know that people are listening and watching and observing, um, but we're up aboard, above board. We're doing what we believe is right. We're clean. We're good. We're not doing anything we shouldn't be doing, and so... We know that this ministry, uh, it works by people that give to it in partnership, according to the gospel, where Paul partnered with the Philippians, that there's a partnership. And for those of you that constantly give, I know a couple of people right now who've been giving faithfully each month, but again, I could count them on one hand, and um, that's not paying for the full course of these deals. So it's just kind of discovery time. And I've been quiet about it for a long time because I didn't want to make this ministry the emphasis about getting money, getting money, getting money. My wife and I are pastors, full-time pastors for 30 years, and we live by the tithe and the offering. That's how we do it. We don't get a paycheck. We live by tithes and offerings, and God has been gracious to us. Um, but this ministry has to supply itself. 
And if you could help us do that, we would appreciate it. Okay, so having said that, I've got some calls coming in. Let me look to some of the calls here. Um, yeah, and, and surely I know that that's true. What you just wrote is true. And we receive that gift uh, every month, and it's precious. God bless your heart. All right, having said that, let's take a call from another individual, family that actually supports this radio ministry, and say good morning to our friends in South Dakota. God bless you. Welcome to the broadcast. You're on the air. Hello. Hello. Yes, uh, I was just going to make a little comment here about what you were talking about this morning, about different things that are coming upon the face of this earth and what we're going to be facing. But my devotion was talking about light, the light of the Lord. And as I read this, it just resonated in my heart. And, you know, Jesus himself said that. He said, you know, he was the light of the world. And then we are to be the light of the world also. And then I thought about how is this light shown through people? And it is in act, word, or deed a lot of times. And then there is a time also when I feel, and this was in my devotional book, and sometimes I have felt this. It says, do not feel it a personal offense when certain people avoid you and withdraw from you. It could be that the light, the pure light which is shining out from you is unbearable to them because they hate the light, for it is my light. The true light in you gives life to you, and it will also give life to others who desire it. So as time goes on, is it going to happen, Vincent, that people love darkness, like it says, better than light, because their deeds are evil? And even with it goes to the point of the vaccination, their minds have been taken over. And if you don't comply, then you are the evil one instead. Absolutely. This has been going on since the beginning of time. And what you and I desire, and most of our listeners is that we would live a life acceptable to the Lord, that we would walk in uh, the, the steps of our Lord Jesus Christ, that we would be real, we would be genuine, we would impart life. Uh, Jesus said he was the bread of life, and whoever eats this bread shall never die. But he said, you can't even come to, to me unless the Father draws you. And we're so privileged and honored that we've been drawn to Jesus because the Father has drawn us there because of his foreknowledge. And so we need to really... Uh, encourage ourselves that we've been actually selected to, to know Jesus, and we ought to honor that. We ought to honor that calling, that drawing of God, and not take it for granted or some, you know, American religious system. And yes, men will always love darkness, and to, in order to shine the light, we need to have that Holy Spirit anointing, that golden oil in our lives so that we can do exactly that, not by human effort, but by the anointing that dwells in us. Yes. All right. I think Kathy went bye-bye. <laughs> All right. So Kathy, thank you for that call. God bless you. She actually hung up the phone. All right. So very good. Anybody else? We're going to go to, it's 1035. Um, we're getting ready to uh, have an amazing day. Again, I want to say happy birthday to Laquita. Truly. And I think she's going to have a very blessed year, and I know you are. 
and uh, we'll see how things get going. As far as we're concerned and what we're doing in preparation for what is coming, the light is going to shine brighter and brighter. We're going to see it. It's going to guide us to the refuge from the storm. We plan on being in the right place at the right time, doing the right thing with the right people right now, and consistently walking in the light and glory. Where there are glitches, we're going to get them worked out. We need to understand. We just need to understand how things work, why things work the way they do. I think there's wisdom and it's necessary to get it uh, down pat. And if you have any recommendations or suggestions about anything that this ministry could do better than what we do, please let us know. We're not afraid to receive correction or anything like that. So um, having said that, the only thing I could do is say have a super blessed day and let's keep watching. Let's keep watching. Tomorrow I'll be back on the air with Brian and Kathy Gray from Hawaii, but I know that their departure date is at the end of February, so they've got about four more weeks while they're going to be there with us. So we'll look forward to talking with them tomorrow, and we'll look forward to seeing you tomorrow. And with that being said, God bless. I'm sorry. I hope that uh, those of you, there's so many people that are listening on Blog Talk Radio, always remember, and I have to do this one more time, if you cannot find us on Facebook or YouTube, you will be able to find us on omegaradio.org and nwmglobal.org. And you'll be able to watch and listen by going to either one of those websites, nwmglobal.org, omegaradio.org, and that is all you're able to hear because of Blog Talk Radio. If you're ever driving down the road and you just want to listen to our broadcast, put your phone on, 818-369-0326. You want to put that in your contacts, and I'll put it out there right now, the 818-369-0326. It's on the screen right now. Just put that in your contacts under Blog Talk Radio. You will always be able to call into that number, 818-369-0326, and listen to what we're talking about. And if you ever want to speak into the broadcast, all you do is press one, shows up on my screen, and I'll bring you right into that broadcast, okay? So omegaradio.org to watch or listen, nwmglobal.org to watch or listen, blog talk radio just simply to listen, and that's where we'll be if you can't find us on YouTube or Facebook, okay? Have a super blessed day. We certainly do appreciate you calling into the broadcast and tuning in. We'll see you tomorrow.